The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! Speaking of the 80s. Yeah, speaking of. The, even though, let's start the podcast with speaking of. The gaties. A transition from nothing. A yeah. transition from uh, nowhere. A non-transition. Finished up season two of Cobra Kai, and it is an 80s classic that gets to live now. I love it. Yeah. So I'm hard yeah. into it. I'm glad I, you you delved into it because I, I gave up on it after a couple of episodes. And so season, did I, I love the first season. So did I. The first season was great, but if you if you notice that second season opener, it's all fan service cheese ball moments for the first episode. Sure. Then the second episode a little less. But then when you start getting into like this rivalry, they, they have this new chick joins Cobra Kai. Her name's Tori, and the war between her and Samantha, and like with Miguel in the middle, and it's it, it's very very fucking cheese balls for certain moments, of course. But I think it's supposed to be because it's supposed to be like eight. The, the soundtrack's very cheesy '80s sure. songs. They're trying to keep the spirit of a cheese ball '80s content while still having compelling content. Well, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. I, I, I'm with Bobby where I got through a couple. I get where it's coming from, but apparently like the critical acclaim, not that that means shit for Shinola, but the critical acclaim of this is of the second season is you've got people writing fucking ops uh, like like this is better than Stranger Things. Like, <laughs> like people are losing their shit over Cobra and Kai And to right some now. people it might be better than Stranger Things. People that aren't into that I mean, that that's kind apples of, and oranges. Anyway, yeah, it's very but, apples yeah. and oranges. Well, one of the biggest criticisms of Stranger Things that I've read and I do see where people are coming from with this is that it is nostalgia for nostalgia's sake hmm. um, that yeah we we have a storyline and everything but you're, you're you're just aping you know all this media that we grew mm-hmm. up well that Aaron and I grew up with in the 80s you know yeah. what I mean it's everything from the Goonies to E.T. to well, Close Encounters right. to, you know what I mean but there's mm-hmm. a, and, the, and we're, we're the people that are making money now in our lives so like when you look at movies like It Follows if you look at some of the retro type of styles of music that are out now it's geared towards us because we're the one now in the power positions we're going to Congress we're mm-hmm. becoming yeah, important yeah. people in the world mm-hmm. so that that's our bread and butter when we hear a an 80s song when we hear human league or iron maiden <laughs> or something we immediately perk up like it's like a comfy blanket wrapped around well, us and, and i don't have an issue with stranger things i like the show i love the show yeah, i think I love it's it too. great so I. I love the nostalgia of it i love the you know but there has been a lot of properties that have been coming out lately that are i mean ready player one i don't even want to talk about the movie but the book itself yeah is just it's just a it's just a cum shot after cum shot after yeah. cum shot of 80s nostalgia. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then the movie took it to a level that was just dumb and unwatchable and horrible. Yeah. But um, 
there's other shit like uh, Atomic Blonde. Yeah, um, sure. It follows. You know, you know? it like, follows. It was, was nostalgic very, without with actually with, being like not placed in. It movies. was crazy. Yeah, but it, it was. But it was like the. 80s. It was in a dimension yeah, right? in and that was an itself. unbelievable to, 80s. Moment. Yeah, and to get back to to Cobra Kai briefly, the thing that I love about the 80s versus now with the show, what makes it new, the whole great thing about the first season of Cobra Kai was that the former villain Johnny Lawrence is the compelling protagonist right. that you side with. Now, by the end of season one, you start to see that that starts to, you don't know who the bad guy is kind of deal. And that's what they've expanded on even more. And that's one of the most interesting things I think that we've done on television with regards to this nostalgia. In the 80s, it was, this is the bad guy. This is the good guy. But nowadays, it's we've realized, we've I think we've grown as a society. It's not as, it's not as simple as that. It's not as cut and dry. Everybody has their own motivations. Everybody has their own story. Everybody has their own problems. And so seeing a show where I don't know who the bad guy is or it goes back and forth all the time or it, there isn't really any good or bad guy. You're just watching humans deal with life. Well, that's very de rigueur now in modern culture is the anti-villain. Well, the anti-hero. Uh, I mean, the anti-hero or anti-villain. anti-villain. I haven't even heard um, that coined it, before. It's, it's really, it's really uh, that's the whole kind of where we're at is from our administra- current administration on down. Yeah. We don't know who the good guys and bad guys are anymore. I mean, some are obviously more orange and apparent. But some of them are not. Not to get are the police good or bad, or that. Yeah, right. Like, so it kind of it, it's almost like symbolic and yeah. very kind of prescient of what's going on right now, which is we don't know what's hat. Like, who's the bad guy? Is it the MAGA hat guy or is it the Antifa guy? Are they both and it's bad? The thing, it's all gray. Bad? It's all gray areas. There's bad people on the side of everything. Amen. There's Amen. good. There's good kids that go to Cobra Kai, and there's a couple shitty kids that are bullies. There's good hand jobs and toothy hand jobs. I will. We I don't fuck. even know. What that is. <laughs> I will say that in, in today's day and age, the hand jobs are way better. Yes. Mostly, oh. mostly because girls give you a hand job with their mouth. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard of that. No, don't. These girls are awesome. That's At least I, cool. I, I request that all the time. <laughs> do you? Would you like your hand job? Yeah, with your mouth. I did. I like how does that work out for you? Uh, uh, I've been taking your voice. With your stupid hole in your face. I've been briefly detained afterwards. Never arrested, but detained right. in question. I, have you ever had a hand job where she's trying to start a fire with a stick? Oh yeah. The, boy the back scout. and forth, we call it the, the boy Eagle scout, scout, the Eagle, Eagle Scout, scout yeah. the back and forth, getting that mm-hmm. friction on, brother. Um, or the wringing out the towel. Oh God, the wringing out the towel, strong, dude, strong move. Back when you uh, chicks used to give your your dick a, a Washington football team burn. Wow. What I can't say the was, other thing right, anymore. You probably can't, <laughs> but you alluded to it, you racist. <laughs> Um, yeah, dude. Um, I think we could probably begin this 80s extravaganza that we are speaking of. Guys, welcome back to the whiskiest of reels and the riskiest of wheels. It is the whiskey reel, also known as, Sean, would you like to? Sure. The, the reel, reel to reel to reel to reel, to reel y'all. To um, reel. Guys, to my left is my favorite. Susan of Downs. It's just a tad. Mr. Chudensky, the sweet reverend, <laughs> mayor, formerly of Chudsylvania, Mr. Sean Moriarty. Ah, thank you very much. And to my left is everyone's favorite squatch toe. <laughs> Bobbeth Van Noys of the Tallahassee Van Noys. Hey. Well, <laughs> that was quite squatch the Squatch toe. Squatch um, toe. Yeah. Did we ever explain that? No. No, and let's not. No. Okay. Leave them wanting uh, more. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's pretty gross. <laughs> <laughs> to my left, Mr. Uh, uh, Sir Antonio Branderas, 
um, of the realm Branderis is fresh off an expedition from uh, Madagascar, which I only know because of Risk, this which is a, a game I played in the 80s a lot. <laughs> um, guys, welcome back. I hope you had a great week. Um, things are trucking right along in the world, ain't it, though? Um, Bobby, I was really curious. Um, after the week's events, I wanted to ask you specifically, um, how do you feel being a sucker and a loser being a veteran? Because Um, I was told that all that veterans are basically suckers, right? Because you guys don't get paid shit. So So should we kind of throw out the caveat that (laughs) one, my service was really uninteresting, (laughs) not all that valuable. Two, we don't know. We don't have audio or we just have confirmation. We have by confirmation eight different fucking news organizations, including Fox. Yes, that this jerk off <laughs> said all this shit. Yep. Um, now we do have him saying that John McCain was not a war hero. Exactly. And, I mean, we oh, we yeah. know that this is a line of reasoning that goes through that fat fuck's fat brain. I believe the words they used was "it fits." And yeah, it fits. It pretty I'm much. telling you right. This could be his. This is what I thought. This is the moment. I thought so too. This is the moment, I think. After all the grab pussies you, and kill them in the streets, and I can do it you've after got, No, if you're a, Especially if you're a public. On either side, you need to respect and revere the this military. This is the one thing but you cannot do. But on the Republican do. side, if you fucking... The people draw a hard line in the sand this, at the military The only thing you can't stuff. do as a politician. This is the only thing you can't do is fuck with the military. So That's you, it. As yeah. a politician, you have the ability and the, the, the latitude... To criticize military policy, yes, sir. Procedure, Absolutely. policy, budgets—like you can, you can jump into that part of it. You right. know what I mean? But like, what you can't do is call the fucking soldiers that died in World losers. War One. <laughs> they're losers. Losers. Yeah, yeah, they're losers. Trench-footed fucking freaks. And now World they're War finding <laughs> they're finding every old baby boomer prick that went to war oh, yeah. that was a POW or oh, whatever. Yeah. And by the way. Some of them are pricks. Yeah. They're, but so, yeah. they're not pricks because they got captured by the Nazis. No. You know what I mean? It's That's like, not why. I don't know. I recall my dad being drafted to go to Vietnam. You know, right. He didn't exactly have a choice. Whereas some people claim they had flat feet. Yeah. yeah. Right. Or, or what? A bone spur. Or yeah. Bone or, spur. I'm or sorry. their rich daddy or uncle had them placed in the National Guard. Yeah. This happened as well. Yeah. But anyway, I thought that was in it. I thought of you, obviously, and I'm like... Because you're one of the few veterans I know. Not a lot of, I don't know a lot of veterans. I don't know what that means, but it just yeah. happens when to When I me hear that those. word, I don't think to myself, oh, yeah, I'm a veteran. Because like, it, fe- it feels like you should have engaged in some sort of war. Yeah. You, know? but you, I, you were in peace, peaceful this, times. This is I have a, a commendation for being in the war. Right. Because mm-hmm. I was technically in theater exactly. during yes, the were. war. Right, right. I was also in a really nice hotel eating <laughs> veal bacon yes, and ordering were. room service and just you know, banging out my fellow airmen. <laughs> but but like, dude, you were really setting up those, those fucking... Are, some of the airmen are women, Sean. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, well, just to be clear. No, I they? was okay with it. I just was surprised, you know. <laughs> hey, but whenever you're... Well, stuck, you're just a notorious gashman, so, I, you know. Dude, he was dating the one... The, the lead singer. He was, gashman. He was yes. dating the lead singer of Dead or Alive <laughs> for a good four months. God. I have it on good but authority. I, I'm just loving where <laughs> this is... And this shit, this new shit that he said is already pouring gas on the fire when it comes to like... Uh, what I've seen a lot of these fear-based ads for Trump's campaign going, oh, Joe silly. Biden's America is no law and order. 
But the way that Biden's campaign is going about their attack ads uh-huh. and quotes is it's all old people that are f- like formerly Trump voters going, you know, I voted for Donald Trump and I believed in this. But then, you know, now after seeing all this, I can't do it. So they're not attacking him. Dude. They're going for a sympathetic angle for all of those on the fence voters who aren't sure whether or not they can vote for Biden based on their personal beliefs. Well, and like I said, I think Bobby brought up a good point saying that this could be that moment. Yeah. Have, seeing that we're six weeks Turn. from the election. Yeah, it feels like a watershed th- moment. This could be the thing that topples the big orange dummy. This could be it. It could be it. Makes me um, want to. Makes me want to drink. Fucking ain't right, bro. Um, and uh, speaking of a switch, a switch. Uh, yeah, I, Mr. Moriarty, what did you do today, sir? I went over to that there Star Liquors. I heard of them, and I was looking for a whiskey that a listener, a listener named Gina, who, who was on my old podcast, uh, suggested a whiskey for us. Which Gina, I am sorry, we couldn't get it at that store. Star is the biggest purveyor of spirits in this town, but so we ordered they don't it. have it. But we ordered it, so I've got a special order coming. Lord knows when. I know there's been shipping issues with covid so we'll see so i went for something else um uh rather than just go 50 bucks because it was something new i really wanted to look for something affordable uh so i found a copper still single barrel 90 proof indiana straight bourbon whiskey yeah man 27.99 at star liquors uh 45 percent alcohol batch number 829 before anybody gets it raises an eyebrow over yep. indiana indiana right. produces probably 70 percent of the bourbon in this country so yeah. before anybody gets to over their skis <laughs> yeah. on why indiana obviously it's corn country it's grain country as well um and they yep. they they have a large factory that that pushes out batches of bourbon for everybody else. but um this is uh corn and and a little bit of rye in it uh so the label says i don't know the 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 mash bill per se well, let's uh let's have carol uh, get oh, us a blurb perfect Hey, Carol. Oh, do you guys remember I was here this week? Oh, God. I'm, uh, we're sorry, Carol. We're, you know. Carol, so we weren't even sure you were here last week. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Anyway, uh, what did you want? Can you please let us know about Copper Still Indiana Bourbon? Sure, checking right now. Thank you, doll. I'll read a little quote from their website. Our bourbon is made from sweet Indiana corn and a hint of spicy rye to give it a perfect balance of sweetness and spice. The nose begins with a hint of vanilla and oranges, which gives way to flavors of toffee, caramel, and chocolate with a silky smooth finish. So basically, Carol, basically it's bourbon. Is what they just, described. they just described. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, and this, like you, like we said when we first tasted this, this is a pretty much like a this is a ninety mile an hour fastball right down the middle. Mm-hmm. This or, is or uh, you said Goldilocks. Not, yeah, it's not, the Goldilocks. Not too much, not too little. It's just, just right. right. That yeah. porridge. It's it's whiskey porridge. I don't know if this is necessarily mixing bourbon per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe if you're gonna do a like a, a fucking whiskey ginger or some shit like that, yeah, maybe, use it in yeah, a mule. Sure. But. Because you don't feel bad about it. It's only twenty seven ninety nine. Yeah, not only that, but it's actually. I should make a nice mule. It doesn't. It it would a little Kentucky mule. Right. Um, It it doesn't cuts enough. It it Mm -hmm. doesn't have enough of that angularity to stand up to a lot of sugar. But uh, we're drinking over rock. Sean's sipping a little neat, and it's just fine. Um, The rye is super subtle. Fantastic sipping whiskey for that price. Sure. It's a vanilla creme brulee. Well, yeah, yeah it is. It's pretty you much. Know? Yeah, it's like creme brulee. But if if uh, if Carol hadn't have read that blurb to us, I don't think I would have said that there was a high enough rye content to be mentionable anyway. I don't, I, get, would, I, no, I, I don't get a lot of rye. I, I don't. This is corn fucking whiskey, guys. Yeah, um, I, mean, I don't know if you guys agree, but like for me, my my judge of how much rye is in a mash bill is usually what's happening to my tongue. Yeah, I can, can feel, feel rye. I thought it, I thought it, it peppers your tongue. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like it's just like someone's pouring peppercorns on your tongue. Mm-hmm. It's tingling. I you know? usually can feel rye on the finish. 
I, I don't get it really on the attack or my mid palate, but after kind of, you know, the old trick on how to taste the oak when you swallow and then you breathe in and mm -hmm. taste the breath of it yep. coming in, you can really get the barreling of what you're drinking. And rye right. always seems to have this weird lift on the back of my palate. And yep. I really mm -hmm. don't get any of it. I'm sure there's no. what, 10, 15% rye, maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think rye is a like an ascending arpeggio. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that maybe the you reason know. they mention it is because I don't notice it. And maybe that's the point. Maybe the rye's just there to balance out the sweetness just enough it so would, that it doesn't it, it present be, itself. But it would be dessert if you didn't have the rye in it. I'm sure yeah. it was going to be. I mean, I'm sure you've had a full corn. Oh, do yeah, you mean butterscotch schnapps? Whiskey or, or, <laughs> I mean, or even just a high level corn. Yeah. Um, I, I yes. mean, Mellow corn and, and whiskeys like that that are just oh, dude, dude I've had some of, fuck I've had some world, like dude. I've had some sugar. moonshine made by a dude in his little shed in Missouri that was brought to a wedding yeah and I was like holy it was white lightning yeah but it tasted like liquid butterscotch corn pops yeah yeah, man. Uh, yeah. yeah. and that's the dangerous shit because not and it not was only hot not only is it high proof but it's got so much sugar in it. You forget how high proof it is, yeah. and then you're. It feels like somebody put a vice around your fucking head after <laughs> yes. about an hour of drinking it. Oh yeah, because you get you have no more moisture in your body. Yeah, you're fucking got. You well, got, that's why the rednecks mix it with Gatorade. You got sugar foot. <laughs> oh, sugar foot. Um, got that but, glacier freeze mixed I with Grandpappy's oh, peach corn whiskey. That shit I, is delicious. I dig this though, man. For twenty seven bucks, this is hyper sippable. I it's put fantastic. this on par with like that. That uh, Four Roses that we did a little while ago because it's the same price. This is a little bit sweeter and less refined, but I would yeah. I would pick this up mm -hmm. on a lark. Like, oh, I want some whiskey in the house. This mm -hmm. is I don't think anybody's going to. That's a good comparison. I don't think anybody's going to turn their nose up at this whiskey. Is what I'm saying. And Absolutely. The, uh, the distiller is Copper Mountain Beverage Company. Everything's bottled by Best Vineyard. Do in does Indiana, Indiana have any mountains? Ah, uh, they I've might have been. some rolling hills. Well, oh. what's a mountain? Uh, what's that sh terrible Hugh Grant movie where there's oh, like the Irishman who went up a hill and came down a mountain? Like 10,000 feet or whatever. Or something, or something like that. Yeah, what's a mountain? Meters. The stuttering Englishman who went up I, I, a mountain I, 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 and then I, I, apologized because <laughs> he was late. And then he came back down and broke up with his girlfriend. That, that was a that was the working title um, yes. before yeah. they went into it. You know what? But this is John stuff. Brown's listening. You want to know why we hate Love Actually? Love Actually is the movie version of Hugh Grant's personality. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Very yeah. succinct, Sean. I, I enjoy it quite a bit. And now you've got John crying. I am <laughs> not <laughs> super thrilled <laughs> about how much pub Love Actually has gotten on this podcast. I know. It's like it's kind of subversively. Yeah. Um, Have you noticed on Plex that it's like showing up since yeah. all 12 of our listeners <laughs> are on Plex? It's <laughs> starting to come up as like a recommendation oh and shit. God. And I'm like, go fuck go yourself. Go fuck yourself. You know what? I have a delete button. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what, you can watch that shit on Hulu. <laughs> You're watching Harry Potter and it's like best best choices for next <sighs> Alan Rickman right? movie. You know uh, what? It's fuck bad. You. It's bad when like like your YouTube on your phone is picking up Hugh Grant algorithms. <laughs> Just because there's so much traffic on your Wi-Fi for Love Actually. Just Love Actually. Yeah, and it's, it's just, yeah. it's torching your Ugh. YouTube suggestions now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we like our movies and our TVs, we all like of the stories. televisions, our stories. Um, we were geeking out on Lovecraft Country, which you might be able to talk about a little bit. Sean, you saw the fourth episode. I have not. Yes. I enjoyed the shit out of the third Raiders one. Raiders of the Lost Lovecraft um, Country. I love it. Um, but boy, yeah. one of one of Bobby's favorite directors, I, I think I can safely say that, you, you are firmly clamped 
around this man's penis. Uh, Mr. Ridley Scott has a new series, which isn't getting enough Twitter shit. Like, is it not? It's not getting no. pub. It's really weird for how amazingly the, the how amazing. I mean, this looks. I didn't know about this show at all right? until you brought the trailer to the think, podcast. Think about that. You know what I mean? And you're like, like, what? Two, She's the wolf, <laughs> and it's on in two weeks. Yeah, yeah. totally. She's the wolf. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, maybe the issue is that almost all of HBO shows have been on normal HBO and on HBO Max, but Raised by Wolves is HBO Max only. So unless right. they, and honestly, the amount of people that have that new have moved to their new stream. Service I have is yeah, we we have but yeah. their their numbers are nowhere they're they're releasing shit like this to try to, to grow try their to numbers garner more because subs, there's yeah. there's way less people watching HBO Max than if you had released it on both so of their platforms. so talking about it Bobby you saw the you've seen them all now right you saw all three I've seen all three as well oh, yeah, they released yeah, yeah. they were very smart Sean you brought up a good point that they did this you think because people have a trouble locking onto a show right away especially so something like this three and he's very I mean he's not the most approachable director. You need to be able to give yourself some time with Ridley Scott. If you've obviously Blade yeah. Runner, blah, 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 blah. Like it takes a minute. You said that he's one of my favorite directors and I'm not a hundred percent sure that's a hundred percent true. <laughs> I would, I he just, just really likes alien and Blade Runner. A lot. I just well, assumed. I mean, Blade Runner, obviously alien, obviously. I think what Ridley Scott is to me is, has one of the best eyes and is one of the best shooters. Mm. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Because look at two clunkers he's made in the last 10 yeah. years, Robin Hood and fucking Kingdom of Heaven. And they both look fantastic. They yeah. look amazing always. Mm -hmm. I mean, his his eye is fucking yeah. unbelievable. And his brother Tony kind of had a similar thing. Very, Different. very great shooter. <laughs> his brother Tony lucked out that he shot Air Force commercials and that's why yeah. he got Top Gun. And Tony was like a way more fun director. Oh, he oh, was yeah. less cerebral. Like really... Fancies himself quite cerebral. Oh, like, yeah. have you ever heard like interviews with him talking about the Prometheus and uh, no, I, Alien? I, I, dude, and that's the, the thing covenant. is what he had in his mind. He, I bet's amazing. He just didn't really communicate it to us very effectively. I kind of enjoy Prometheus, and I don't care. I what didn't hate it as it. much as everybody else did. I didn't hate it, and I loved fucking uh, the the last one. I loved fucking Alien covenant. covenant. I loved it. Covenant gets better the more you watch it. I it really does. It. Does it? Because I've only seen it, it once, no. I, and really it was okay. But it. I was like, honestly, that was it was less heady and more like. Let's show the xenomorphs yeah. than Prometheus. But I dug well. the slow burn of Prometheus. The reason people don't like Prometheus is because they don't, they're like, I don't give a fuck where my shit comes from. Like Patton Oswalt used to say, mm -hmm. I like the shit I like. I don't care where it comes from. Right. And him building this decidedly pretentious backstory of where this all came from and being super ambiguous and not really answering any questions, kind of just painting in broad Guys, strokes to get to an idea. we're comic book nerds. Who doesn't love origin stories? Yeah, we right? live for origin stories. So that's funny, though, it. when you say that, because now we're watching Raised by Wolves, yes. which drops us into the middle of a mythology. Mm -hmm. Okay, and this is what I wanted to talk about, because you guys started talking about this via via text. Yeah. And I was like, stop. This is exactly what I think is important to talk about. What were you guys talking about? Because I've definitively made up my mind on this based on the first episode. But you guys were questioning whether or not this I was, was the alien I was, universe. No, I, right? Bobby said it was possibly the alien universe. And when I started to do a deeper dive on the creator of this show, I don't think it is. Because Ridley Scott simply was brought on for right. his name and for his vision to direct the first two episodes. That's all that he's directed. The show creator's name is Aaron Guzikowski. He's probably more well-known for – he wrote Prisoners. Did you ever see that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, movie's yeah, fucking amazing and doesn't get – like that's a fucked up movie. That's a fucked up movie. Uh, and another – and touches on a theme we just talked about before, which is – like the who's the bad guy can you like right, right, right. being able to sympathize with both sides of terrible situations well, there was a definitive thing that 
takes place in Raised by Wolves, which easily dictates that this is part of that mythos. And I think it is the fucking milky blood droid. That's that. That's very similar to the android blood for me. I mean, dude, it's the same thing. It's and that in, in and of itself for me feels like if it's not at the universe, it's a fucking hand job to really mention giant serpents. And they used to refer to Ridley Scott's original vision of the xenomorph before they called it a xenomorph, which is what James Cameron called it. And aliens was just that it was similar to the way that in in Halloween, it's not Michael Myers. It's it's the the shape, shape. right? It's the serpent. It's a very serpent like. And while those giant serpent skeletons don't look like a xenomorph, maybe they're painting the picture that like depending on the world that you're on, different things took different forms, especially if you believe the Prometheus angle of it, where it was where kind it's of the all, evolution of it. It's evolution based on its environment is what right, I took from that. Right. Whatever environment it's in kind That's of grows into what's the That's apex a good point. predator. And, and there's no timeline to speak of. We have no idea yeah. if well, there, if this were a part of that universe. Well, it's weird. We do now. They showed you in episode Boston. three. Yeah, but then showed you in episode three uh, when they go back and flash back to the war that it's like 21. Or no, was that episode two? Oh, no, no, it's that's episode right, two where they episode showed all the war. 2147. 2147. Is it 47? But anyway, it's it's like 150 or 130 years in the future is where it begins to turn. I mean, they were showing droids. They were showing med med droids that were very developed. We're not doing for the audience is like, let's let's one of you guys set the scene and kind of tell everybody about the first episode of what this story is about. Oof. Okay. That was a heady episode. It was a heady episode. Um, It's sort of. What I like about it and is you're landing on this planet and you've got – it's a sectarian story because we're talking about different segments of populations. Um, the most obvious being we've got this group of atheists, non-believers, yeah. mm-hmm. and then across on the other side of the planet or wherever the fuck they're at, there's the believers. Yeah, and what's the name of their – it's like it starts with an M. Yeah, I can't remember exactly. Hold on. Yeah. Carol, what's the name of the religious mulleted nut freaks from um, – who's, who's Ragnar? Raised, yeah, from Raised by Wolves. <laughs> The name of the group is the Mithraic. Oh, the Mithraic. The Mithraic, yeah. So Myth- they're right. Right. That's it's very similar to Christianity. They wear they worship a god named Sol, which means sun, and they have the sun logos right. in their very so crusader looking armor. No, they're like helmets the are straight crusaders. Yeah, and they all Absolutely. have. And at first, I thought it was a, a, a commentary on redneck religious nuts, like they all have mullets because all the women and the men have mullets. But that was a very common of the um, crusades of the crusades yeah. era. That was a very common. It's haircut. a functional haircut where it it's it doesn't get in your eyes Function when you fight. Over fashion. Doesn't so get we have when you fight. that group, which, right. and, but we don't and really don't, see them. We don't but, really see them till the but, f- second episode. But you don't. But the the the. But you don't really get that part of it. That that kind of uh, I, super kind of heady thoughtful thing until the end of the first episode. Of course not. You just know it's, that these two androids, mother know, and father, exactly. have been sent to this planet with embryos to start a new civilization. And that's all it goes at, for in the beginning. Yeah, with an atheist mindset. So like, you have, they're very anti-religion. So you have 40 minutes of the first episode basically trying to figure out why are these people here? Who are they? Yeah. What's happening? And it's basically these two androids, mother and father, that have to uh, breed mm-hmm. these embryos and raise them and try mm-hmm. to start a new yeah. sort of community. And one of the things they do early on in that episode, and what's my favorite kind of arc in this series so far, is the interesting shows of emotion from Mother, even though mm. she's an android. I still don't... Okay, this is a whole other tack, but... And I was talking to Rex about this because we just finished it about an hour ago, the first episode, and it was like, in my head, and I'm not going to do any spoilers about what exactly they're 
powers, quote unquote, are. Yeah. But I've never seen an android like this. No. That, what is she is able to do Murder on a drug? mass scale, <laughs> she has certain powers that are fucking frightening. There is a scene where she is taking on a bunch of people in a spaceship and the visuals of what that looks like. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm saying. Even when they're flying or they're doing this and that, there's not a second of this show that brings me out because of the CGI or the practical effects. No, and the effects are pretty good. It's Um, rad. The, the, you, there is that, there's always a disparity when it, with regards to cameras, like for TV, they shoot on a cheaper digital format. Some TV shows are shot on film or, or used to be shot on film. I don't think, any of them really no, do it anymore to. unless Tarantino or fucking yeah. Christopher Nolan start doing a show. On doing um, but you can tell there's a little bit of a difference with that. I, I'm watching mine in 4k and with Me that, too. there's a lot more detail. So when there's a lot more detail, the this is TV versus film, there's a big difference. But so I, that's maybe why it's different for me than watching a Ridley Scott film. No, I get it. There's a graininess, especially to his early work, obviously Blade Runner and Alien. There's a graininess that made it better. Yeah. Like it was, it couldn't be clean. It would have sucked. Mm-hmm. And this is super clean, but it doesn't bother me. They they have these big expansive shots and the set's all practical. Yeah. And, but it's the oh, high it's contrast, like, fuck, high contrast, soft, bl- bl- softer, bluer tones, yes. not like we're, yes. we're colder, cooler than hot. It's his standard thing. It's it's he's been doing it forever. Yeah. Look at fucking pro- Robin Hood. Look at Kingdom it, of Heaven. Look totally. at every fucking thing. Really. No, What's up? Wrong. Look at Hannibal. Hannibal actually might be the one where he was trying to just fit into that story rather than filming shit like he normally does. Hannibal's the one movie I think he just took over because they needed a big name. Yeah. Because it doesn't seem Ridley Scott. Does me. he is he the guy that figured out and maybe this was Gladiator? I'm trying to oh, think yeah. of like Gladiator's warmer tones. Sort of like kicking up the frame rate to mm create like when you're having these battle scenes and like the chunks of mud are flying through the air and the and, but they become very highly contrasted because mm-hmm. the frame rate is so high it, it creates this weird contrast hmm. i he started i think gladiator is the first time i really noticed that mm-hmm. effect and i think he's the guy that really started doing it. now it's everywhere i mean game yeah. of thrones used to fucking shove oh, that that's up all your ass. Do. well, dude, well and it's a great camera trick at, when you can't it's, a camera if trick. You, it's it's a it's it's used these days as an editing technique to make your shitty choreography look better but yes. in his he did it for a specific effect it but brought out it brought yeah. out details if you have bad martial arts going around as long as you're a little shaky and you use that it, high yeah. frame rate technique it looks like things dude, are happening look at faster 300 it, it looks chaotic yeah 300 well, yeah. 300 is all mean, in that's slow all motion. Was. That I was know, different. But, all very yeah, slow but, motion. But they would do that. And I don't even know what you call it in the film world, what you call it. But they did that smash oh, slow-mo so into fast, into yeah. smash slow-mo. That's called the Zack Snyder. That's Zack Snyder's thing. That's, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. But some people do it better than others. Let's they be do. honest. Like, mm-hmm. But they do this thing in, in their... I, I was just really impressed by it. I know you're you, Sean. You might I be a little it. bit more, little bit more critical of it. Uh, no, but I'm not that from much. My I, layman's I, eye, and I, I love the way it looked. I'm sorry if you guys thought I was disparaging it at all. I was just saying this seems like something that if someone, and I'm glad they released three episodes because if someone had just watched the first episode, I can guarantee you, you take a, a survey of a thousand people. I'm going to say it's going to be 500, 500 of people that want to continue to watch this That's show. Weird, That's all because they had. Why, then why did I enjoy? Is it just 
that's, I mean, the kind of people we are. Tell me after that first episode, you weren't like, I'm in. I'm just guessing I'm based in. on, and looking at something like Blade Runner that didn't get its fucking glory till the early 90s. Sure. You know, sure. almost a decade before that movie, people started to be able to communicate with each other in these sci-fi like fan clubs mm -hmm. and shit and reading. Everybody had their own magazines because what's another awesome thing that the 80s gave us? 80s gave us something that we had that we take for granted now because we have the Internet. But there weren't all these publications exactly. for like cool things like Fangoria wasn't huge. Fangoria was around forever. Oh, yeah, it's been around forever. But yeah. in the 80s is when they saw their circulation go through the fucking roof. Tiger beat. Yeah. The, there was a magazine for everything. Before there was the internet, you could go to a newsstand, kids, and you would be able to find something for what you liked. And in the 80s, we had a shitload of awesome oh, yeah. magazines. We used to print on paper. Yeah. 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 And we used to murder trees. Movie stuff was a big deal. I mean, like not just Fangoria, but there were like Film Threat. I don't know if you guys remember mm -hmm. Film Threat, but what a great oh, yeah. magazine that was. I and mean, Premiere. Premiere got more mainstreamy, but Premiere was mm -hmm. really niche in the early on. We got mm -hmm. that all the time. So that's why my dad was like, why is my son asking me about this movie Pie by some guy named uh, Darren Aronofsky. Aronofsky. Right. So he rented it and goes, this movie's fucked up. I'm going to watch it with you <laughs> because I already watched it. And I under, I'm, I'm kind of impressed that you want to watch it, but we're going to watch it together. Boy, that would, yeah. I, that, I'm glad I didn't watch that until I was like 22. Because yeah, right. if I were well, 16, I, understood it I would have been 22. like, huh? Um, I love I'm not that sure movie. I still understand. Yeah. But well, so well, talking about Ridley Scott. You're just scared of Jews. So Ridley Scott <laughs> obviously has a lot to do with the tone of this show because you pick your first director, your director picks your cinematographer. Um, yeah. This Alex Golowski guy, that Polak. That freaking Polak. <laughs> this guy is uh, great, but in, in TV, the writer is king. TV, it's the writer's vision. Mm -hmm. The directors kind of come in, um, kind of is rotating as to just help execute the writer's vision. Um, in the case of the first few episodes, though, you need somebody to really set the tone. And it's obvious that Alex really wanted a Ridley Scott feeling Fucking show. Dude, look at the makeup like when the droid – I'm not going to, again, not give it away. But even when the droid changes into maybe her other form, yeah. there's this like – even the, the the makeup that they use You can is say what it so, is. It won't give away enough. It's, it's, it's so, a necromancer. It's necromancer. so Ridley Scott. Yeah. Like like you brought it up right now when you said the tones of the, the set and what they're wearing. Mm -hmm. This is all Ridley Scott as far as – as I'm concerned, like Absolutely. it looks exactly like something he would be yep. doing. Mm -hmm. So good on them. I love the homage. And is it too spoilery to talk about the necromancers? And no. like what? <laughs> well, a necromancer. It, it, originally, a necromancer comes from like. D and D basically, and mm -hmm. those types of that type of role playing game. It's somebody who can bring the dead they back to life. Yeah. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Let's if they just necessarily say this necromancer in this is term. the opposite. <laughs> she is. <laughs> She's like, you're alive. Oh my god. No, you're not. No, we're gonna <laughs> fix that. She just blinks. Oh my god. Dude. I can tell you this. And Let's just say to the next audience level. that next week when I go on my hike. If I hear a hawk caw, I'm oh. going to lose my shit and dive into a bush. <laughs> and, and again, these guys have seen all three. I haven't gotten through two and three. We are making the commitment tonight but. to bust those out. But um, I can't wait to see where this goes uh, yeah. between the relationship between her and the children, her and Ragnar, uh, fucking what's going Ragnar. on with the fucking religious it's, versus non-religious. What's his name? Like, Travis or something? Travis He's Himmel or something no, like that? He's no, Ragnar. I mean, no, who's the, the guy's name in the movie? What is his name? Marcus. Is it Marcus? It's Marcus. Oh, is it? oh, but you have no idea. He doesn't even know who Marcus is yet. Oh, see, the whole oh, second yeah, episode. Yeah, you're yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. There's another level to the to this like dichotomy of these two it. groups 
with that character, I was like, what the fuck? When you get into Marcus's right, backstory, right. you'll be like, you can this just got really fucking interesting. That's right. rad. I can't yeah. wait, man. I it was already wait. really fucking interesting, but then it gets even more interesting. So what I feel like is we haven't even seen how deep the rabbit hole goes with this show. And I suggest everybody out there give Raised by Wolves a chance. Um, it's on HBO Max. So you got to have HBO Max or uh, you got to be on Bobby's Plex server. He's got it on there. And give uh, and if you haven't gone down the Ridley Scott rabbit hole either, um, speaking of Ridley mm-hmm. Scott, yeah. I mean, there's a reason why Alien... Um, and which is ha- a 70s movie which is 70s but like, I know 79 but, but it is like the 80s it is almost single-handedly responsible for thriller sci-fi it feels like there wasn't any before that like it brought a look it brought a a, a sense of tension um that was unlike anything that had come before Pro- it profound yeah it impacted yeah. it impacted everything after it, it created it, a, a feeling of isolation yeah and fear we had never seen it before, right. and I don't know if we've necessarily seen it since in mm. in just only in the imitators. Like people imitate that yeah. movie, they ape it a lot. Yeah, um, but you it's know, a I can sla- tell you, watching it, when movie, I was a kid, and there wasn't a slasher movie really because because it, Mike Ma- Michael Myers was the first slasher in Halloween. Sure, Halloween came out the same fucking year, same year. as Alien. Think they about were that, both yeah. slasher movies. One was in space. One was in a little town. And 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 the, there's yeah. a similarity in that you didn't really get to see what was killing everybody mm-hmm. till yeah. there, there was a reveal ultimately. For sure. mm-hmm. um, now they, there was no like point of view thing that happened with alien as, as far as I can remember, but like that would have been kind of cool actually. It was all quick but, um, clips. Yeah, it was all it like was. quick cutaways. You um, got the idea of what it looked like, but you amazing never, cast. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, we had fucking scare it and hurt. And Fuck. Th- I mean, it was D. A, Wallace yeah. Stone. Yeah. Uh, uh, you had fucking Yafit Yafit Koto. Mm-hmm. You had Harry Dean fucking yeah, Stanton. Stanton. And, it was um, an amazing cast. Unbelievable. And most of that movie was a lot of sitting around and having really engaging dialogue. Yes. I mean, it's actually really good. And then an alien pops yeah. out. And then, and that's oh, what, by the way. <laughs> and then an alien pops but that's out. What this giant it. lizard's fucking smoking everybody. Damn exactly. Right. And that's what sets it apart from something like Halloween. Because Halloween is a very straightforward slasher. We're afraid of this slasher. But you don't get too much into the why and all of the other things around it. The environment in Alien and the mythos that's built from that first movie forward where you're learning about what this corporate... Is it the corporation? What's it called? Wyland? No, that's 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 in Blade Runner. What's the name of the the company? The company. Whoever runs everything. Yeah, whatever the, the name of the company it's, is. I think it's the company. I think it's that's what they call like it. That. But seeing, you know, the learning about what yeah, the morality right. is now, how they're more concerned with getting this possible weapon well, back rather learn, than saving the crew. You can this could look into no, like no, Wyland Yutani is the corporation is the from alien. alien. So who's Blade Runner? Um, it's Wyland. It's no. Yeah, it's Wyland, isn't it too? It, dude, you know what it is? It, it's almost uh, it uh, harkens to like things that we're doing, like fracking. Time. You know what I'm it's saying? Tyrell. It, Tyrell. Tyrell. Yeah. Um, Tyrell. Tyroyal. Smoochie you know, Wallace. It's, it's actually funny. You you brought up Prometheus. Um, Prometheus actually tied those universes together. Did they? Yeah. Is that um, how? There's so? like a computer screen on one of the spaceships. Um, with a Tyrell Corporation logo or uh, something like that. So, like, they're tying together the fact that we do have synths, you know, coming right. out of the Tyrell Corporation that go out into space and that probably work on Wyland. So, why would there be androids? And, right. and, you know why would I mean? there be androids and replicants? Well, replicants were also, they had a short, well, they'd be they a short life and they were just labor, right? They'd be competing corporations, if you think about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's you know, you that, want a that, Android? Bl- Blackberry How versus cool would that Apple. Be? 
as a storyline. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Tyrell versus Wyland. Versus Wyland. Ooh, replicants versus droids. <gasps> versus the fucking. It's a story of two rival marketing agencies trying to advertise to the entire universe. It's like What's sh- the better product? This is my movie. This is like Sean's <laughs> And then Harrison break. Ford shoots everybody. <laughs> everybody. Shoots everyone. Yeah. Ryan Gosling, too. Gotta get Gosling. Ryan Gosling in it. And, and then he crashes a plane at some point. He's gotta crash <laughs> a plane. Harrison Ford, yeah, he's gotta crash a plane. Um, but no, I, 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 I am almost convinced after that first episode that I, I I would I don't want them to tie in these universes or make it the same. They don't need it's to. Just, they don't need to, but it just feels like I want them to. Like I don't know how, but there's there's too many similarities. They it, made a decision to make that those androids bleed that shit. That's yeah. a specific thing. I don't ever alien. want any like end game movie where like the predators show up and they're smoking <laughs> xenomorphs <laughs> and the fucking replicants are like and trying to save the world. Rutger Howard comes Harrison out. Harrison Ford's <laughs> gruff and mean. Wait a second. <laughs> but you love Ready Player One. No. That's different. <laughs> I hate that movie. No, they show, the fucking book still. I adore that fucking book. Yeah, they tie but all those things all makes, in together. Yeah, but they tie it all together in a way that's organic and it makes sense. Yeah. And you could fuck off. That Ready Player One movie is good Fucking movie garbage so you, what you're saying is Let alien versus predator book, you hipster aging angry fuck you didn't like <laughs> alien versus predator is that what you're saying? That was fun. <laughs> it was stupid. It should have been rated R. So stupid. What yeah. about what about the fucking one with uh what about the one predators? The one with Adrian Brody? That one was interesting. I like that movie. That so, one was not Am I bad. stupid or did I not enjoy that? Yeah, it was good. It was cool. It, I like the idea of them it's bringing them all. It's shit. Yeah. It was weird to have Topher Grace be the big baddie in it or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that was, weird. That was Well, hey, Topher Grace, remember, was the best Venom we've ever seen in Spider-Man 3. Are you talking shit about one Mr. Tom Little Dick Hardy? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That movie's... A oh, fucking it's, it's, it's an the, affront. It is mm-hmm. an affront. It's the sir. Superman three of Spider Man's. <laughs> it's no Mulan two, but it's close. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Mulan which, goes to the dentist, which I had to suffer through yesterday. Anyway, uh, how was yeah? Okay, so how was the new Mulan? I wanted we to didn't see watch it. it. So this is what's happening. A, it's the thirty. It's thirty bucks to stream. I want to see it, even if you have Disney Plus. Even if you have Disney Plus, thirty bucks. And number two, they're releasing it for free December fourth. So Bobby, ah, you I can, can wait. Get, get on that. And it's, it's nothing to it's do with the on, money. It's, it's already on Plex. On Plex dude. Oh, I don't know. I haven't <laughs> used your Plex in months. I really want to see it for the whole. Because it hasn't worked forever. The, I want to watch it for the whole for war angle. Like I'm interested to see a live action movie more because I like I old just, Asian war movies. I like, just want to see Mulan without songs. Before we. Or are they all? Is it a musical version? Yes. No, it, no it this isn't. is a live it's action all, samurai. This might as well be fucking perfect. There's no music in it. Good. The Last Samurai or some shit. The the best before we move on to whatever we're going on to now um we'll move on to our sponsor our very special sponsor the best tweet i've seen in a really long time i saw this morning from andrew yang oh yeah and he's like and you know how cool that fucking guy is i, oh, wish, yeah. I wish he was president uh, yang gang? um yang's like i'm not gonna lie there's a lot of fucking asians in mulan <laughs> <laughs> so they did their job casting. Yeah, he is uh, so awesome so what you're saying is scarlett johansson is not in this <laughs> she is not okay. i want to see she mulan is not the ghost if it was show. made in the 60s and we could have seen john wayne as oh, a female chinese right. protagonist that would have been perfect yeah. oh my god that would be amazing as gunga din um <laughs> So Eli Wallach. <laughs> Eli Wallach. <laughs> oh my God! Blondie. <laughs> I'm a very Mexican, you know. I definitely not the Jew from LA. Sammy Davis. Sammy Davis Jr. Paul is... Newman shows up a, as a Mexican for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they don't even. They don't even. They don't even put uh, contacts on him. They just let the yeah, baby just, blues fly. I like Sammy Davis as a hun. 
Yeah. You know, they just dress him up in a bunch of armor. Oh. Hey, man. I want to see Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> Sammy Davis Jr. as General Robert E. Lee in a movie about wow. the Civil War. Katang, katang, katang. <laughs> um, and, oh, and they make a statue out of him, and he comes back to life. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. After being a Confederate we, statue. We need to give... <laughs> Let's write this. We need... That's a great idea. Thanks. We'll put it on MTV 70. Okay. We have a very special word from our sponsor this week, guys. Do we? We do. Okay. Tonight at 7 p.m. on ABC, tune in for a very special episode of the growing strokes of life. Oh, hey, Dad. I, I didn't know you were up. Well, it is 8.30 a.m., son. <gasps> it's tomorrow? Am I in the future? Look, son, we need to talk. Your little brother Rodney got the sniffles tonight, so I went to the medicine cabinet to get some cough syrup, but, well, there just doesn't seem to be any left. <laughs> Tune in to ABC at 7 p.m. or this could be your son. I'm gay now and... Drinking cough syrup is serious business, boy. Actually, I cooked it down into dobs. Well, that's actually, like, really impressive. I know, because I learned it from watching you, Dad. A very special episode of The Growing Strokes of Life, tonight at 7 p.m. on ABC. Presented by Dotson. Did you? Are you guys going to tune in for that very special episode? I feel like you should make Izzy watch it with you. I, you know what? I'm not going to make her watch it with me like your dad made you watch Schindler's List with him when you were 10 <laughs> and it forever scorched I can't. When did that movie come out? Is that when It was 95, right? So is that officially when you started hating the so Jews? So I was 12. I was 12. Did you start hating the Jews then or was it later? No, I love the Jews. My oh, stepmom okay. came into the picture. She is Jewish. Her family's Jewish. I'm an Irish Catholic step Jew, son. Step Jew? Yeah, step Jew. Um, was she anyway. One of, was she one of the good ones? Jesus. I think that's what they call them in Catholic land. Oh, God. All I know is they got seven Jew bankers deep down in the Earth's core controlling the world's money supply. It's in, <laughs> it's in Rockefellers. Oh, God. Oh, Y'all's people like oatmeal. Y'all's people like oatmeal. Uh, <laughs> God, thank you, David Cross. We is appreciate Steven it. Spielberg an Anunnaki? Is he a lizard person? <laughs> this is something I've been, it's been keeping me up at night. <laughs> well, if you've seen Duel, it's the <laughs> subtext. The <laughs> subtext wow. is there. subtext of Duel. Um, deep cuts, it takes Spielberg. place in the desert. Where do lizards Wait live and love to sun? Was E.T. The, the guy that was in the E.T. suit, was it really an amputee child? That's the rumor. Okay. Are you for real? Yeah, when they were walking around, I like can't when they tell because you're doing bullshit and then no. mixed in with like a uh, real trust question. me, I know. Welcome to my brain. But I'm saying, <laughs> I heard a rumor that it was amputee children in the ET suit. Well, he's an equal opportunity director, so he's good a on big him fan for... of fidget. Right, Jesus, <laughs> huge fan. So if you want to, <laughs> if you're, if you saw Willow. <laughs> He's a big fan of the fidgets. If you're an outraged fidget and you'd like to send us uh, a message, you can call us and that's leave us a voicemail. That's redundant. 970-426-5344. What's that, sir? 970-426-5344. Leave us a voicemail. You can ask us a question, suggest a song, movie, TV show, whiskey, uh, internet video, whatever you want. Or you can hit us up via email at whiskeyreal at gmail.com or on social media at whiskeyreal. You can uh, record yourself furiously masturbating and send that in, too. Yeah, please. Why not? Uh, What's don't the... be stingy, Mark. Don't be stingy, Mark. <laughs> that was for fans of your mom's house yep. podcast. Thank you, sir. Uh, so we do have.
have a voicemail. Um, this is a new person that we've never gotten a voicemail for, and it's kind huh. of uh, it's a complaint. It's it looks like we're going to be dealing yeah. with a lot more complaints these okay. days because I'm, of I'm, uh, I'm, the shit. You know, you got to take the good with the bad. The, the further we get out there, the more blowback we get. And there you have the facts of life. <laughs> the, facts the facts of life. life. Natalie was a big Jewish troll, <laughs> and I think Jeez. she's got a hairy cancerous mole. What? <laughs> <laughs> Growing uh, up, you're finding out. Dun, dun. Okay. Joe was a lesbo, but they didn't know that fucking word yet. <laughs> Toothy handjobs. Toothy handjobs from Joe. Oh, my God. Uh, so let's listen to this voicemail from, I believe it's Dr. Herb oh, Rivers. We have an educated man. Dr. Herb Rivers. How so the hold fuck on one did sec. he find this podcast? <laughs> no idea. Especially yeah. considering where he's from. This is Dr. Herb Rivers of North Jacksonville Baptist Church. You know, I listen to your program on Sundays, and, uh, you know, Sunday's a Sabbath. And all you bitches do is talk about your dicks on the Sabbath. So I just thought I'd bring a little revelation to your listeners. There we go. Jesus, come inside my body. Oh, my God. Let the... Holy Spirit run through me. Jesus, come inside my body. Hell yeah. And grow, grow, grow. Amen. <laughs> that was, you know, uh, I don't know if any of you guys caught that spirit. But I got that I spirit was, uh, in me, brother. I'm just going to say Dr. Herb Rivers sounds oddly familiar. He does, but I, I think Can't it's, put my it's legit. It had a it had a Florida um, area code. Uh, well, yeah, he said he was from the Jacksonville Baptist. North Jacksonville. North Jacksonville. We don't mess around <laughs> with them South Jacksonville Baptist bitches. You ever been to South Jacksonville? Mm-mm. Homie. Mm-mm. You don't want to go to Wasn't South Wasn't he the prosecutor in the Darwin trials? I guess. <laughs> I think that's right. The Scopes monkey <laughs> trials. <laughs> monkey trials. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He sounds just like I'm him. so excited that I knew that. You did. <laughs> I know one of you. I remember Knuckle biology dicks. class. <laughs> I know one of you knuckle dicks would remember that. All I could remember is the... The Darwin it trials. It was an evolution thing. By well, the way, good to hear from I Dr. used to always mix it up with Roe versus Wade, so I was always like, it's the monkey versus Wade decision. Right. Yeah, where we evolved from abortions. So <laughs> I'll piggyback on Dr. Herb a little bit. Okay, what's that? Um, I have had some feedback from people in my life that <laughs> feel like we might be a little fixated on penises. Um, it's because males in the comedy genre tend to be, it's easy, it's f- easy fodder. <laughs> it is. It's ammo. Dicks are funny. Low, Dicks are hilarious. You have one. Fruit. You have one. I do. Literally They're low funny. hanging fruit. Literally my low hanging fruit. <laughs> yes. Some lower than others. Hey. Oh, mine's low. Oh, lefty. Yeah. <laughs> Sean be hanging. Dude, my balls. My balls. Oh, dude. Katie, Katie marvels See? at Here it. we go. I pulled his fucking string. Here we string. go. Here I'm we sorry. go. <laughs> it looks like silly. You could take my balls and you could fucking smash them against the funny papers and Mary Worth's stupid face is going to come off. I guarantee She it. does have a stupid <laughs> face. She does have a stupid face. <laughs> but thank you for instilling a little bit of that Lord into us. That Jesus. That good, good that Lord. Good, good Lord. Good Lord's coming going down, down on me. me. That's fucking uh, fun. Yeah, no, but it is Sunday. It is the Sabbath. We should all remember it that, is. boys. We should show some fucking respect. Show some spec. Put some spec on his So, name, which dude. brings us to our next segment, talking about dicks for the next 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, welcome. Tell me about your dick, Aaron. Eh, you know, little lefty 
Yeah, Lucy Goosey. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Any discerning marks? Swag. <laughs> no, 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 dude. No, Bobby, I've got any the... discerning marks on your cat? Um, yeah. I do have a pretty pronounced circumcision scar. Oh, yeah. You said that. Yeah. I got yeah. a lampshade. Yeah. yeah. So I, I didn't have a bris. I just had some... <laughs> Some idiot hack. intern. It's are you hack. on? Are you? Are you <laughs> on any? Like, my dick. <laughs> is your case used on any like anti-circumcision rhetoric from the Wooks? I mean, my my penis is functional. Okay. So oh, it probably is. not. It like, well, you know. well, not according to three ladies I talked to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just um, kidding. I'm no, wow. that's that's a good question. Bobby brings I the actually, heat. Before I knew I was having a girl, I actually was like that. that those thoughts crossed my mind. Like, if I were going to have a son, do I want to circumcise? I mean, <sighs> yeah. You just cut off a lot of good nerve endings. You know that. I mean, yeah, that's, no, for that's, sure. I mean, I, I, do, I mean, that being said, if it's not if for religious reasons, it looks terrible. <laughs> it does look. Yeah, it's that, awful the, the anteater look is not ideal, I think. But like, at least that's what ladies. But then are again, told like, the, my penis is what it is, and that's all I've ever known of penises. Yes, that's what I'm saying. It's like that's what my shit looks like, mm-hmm. and For so sure. to me, that's what it should look like. But like, I'm sure to, that people that just grew up without having, you know, getting snipped. No, you know, they just have a very entirely different perspective on what a penis is. Um, I do think I have had women tell me like, oh yeah, that's actually like you should let me know. Before I take it out, that oh like, yeah, is it? That you got a fucking turtleneck for sure. Like you've got an antifa <laughs> That's What I've got from the from the from the ladies that I've had these <laughs> conversations with, because this is a it's an interesting topic to bring up to talk about with people. And these ladies all said, "I don't give a fuck if it's my decision. I don't want to deal with that. So if I had a boy, I'm having it snipped. I don't give a fuck." Is yeah, what but the I've problem is, is it's aesthetics. There's zero reason to do it. Yeah, yeah, there's no like other than obviously Zero. the other than it's harder to clean. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. harder yeah. to clean. But yeah. that doesn't mean you cut off all those glorious nerve endings. Right. Yeah, just right. saying. It's just a, it's a remnant of an old religious ritual. That's all it is. Right. Yeah, dude. It's, it's a fucking ritual. cock gator, dude. It was a way for but if people you're ever gonna to know. dock with a gentleman, one of you has to have a Thank fucking foreskin. Thank there's you. There's no docking without the In these times of COVID. Like Tom Hardy and I, because he is Unclipped. He's mostly foreskin. Yeah, he's mo- he literally is mostly. He's got foreskin. a five skin. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you pull it back and there's another one in there, yeah. like the alien mouth, for yeah. sure. But he and I could successfully dock. Oh, for yeah. sure, dude. You know, I, you just I could slide right in there. While you're listening to silent lucidity, <laughs> dude, he's got enough foreskin to pull over your cock and Did to you pull like over my cock too. He could pull it over silent both of our cocks. Lucidity. We put our cocks next to each other, and then his one he could pull the skin over both of them. You can't see my hands, but just imagine yeah. that's how much foreskin. So obviously, he... you guys have seen Bronson, or we wouldn't be <laughs> yes, talking about obviously. this. Um, what if he didn't tie it up like it was a like a single leg? Like oh. he's, you're going for a hard single leg takedown. You tie it around the back. <laughs> so now you're not going anywhere, dude. <laughs> I, he could French lock. braid it. You call that the just pull lock? three, move like knead it into three strands of dough, like and a then French, French braid? braid it. Yeah. Oh, it's like a pastry. Wow. So thanks for the constructive criticism from Dr. Herb Rivers. We yes. went off on a full penis. And thank you for uh, tangents. Yes, we did. And thank you to all the other people who said um, that we talk about dicks too much here because, on the Sabbath. Yeah. Well, hey, we're just uh, going to keep doing it. If you called a bitch at us or if you talked to Bobby, we're going to get in your face. And we're going to talk more about it. Sean, dicks. you said somebody had a suggestion for a book. Did you? I did. did you? Can you tell me more about this? Yes. Uh, uh, Gina, who actually suggested that whiskey I was talking as about. as Donald Trump would say, Gina. Gina. Yes. Uh, we call her damn Gina. 
Um, we, uh, she wanted to suggest a book that she'd been reading by Grady Hendrix, and it's called "We." Uh, it's called "We Sold Our Souls," a novel. Um, you know what? I'm gonna. Carol, can you read us a little description of that book that Gina sent us? Yeah, sure, Buck. From the New York Times best-selling author of the Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires comes a hard-rocking, spine-tingling horror novel about a washed-up guitarist of a 90s heavy metal band who embarks on an epic road trip across America and deep into the web of a sinister conspiracy. I like that it. sounds like that's like the jacket description, right? That's pretty... Yeah, yeah but yeah. that's that's like... That's I'm like, in. That's fine, dude. It's, as long as it's horror-based, I will give it a chance. I watched Basket Case 1 and 2. Wow. Uh, I <laughs> More than once. Um, I have a problem with horror movies. You do. Um, so I, I do will, too. I, I watched give this Slumber a chance. Party Massacre Fucking last night with commercials. Jesus Ew, that's 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 gross. Uh, I just what is the character's name from Basket? Belial. Oh, oh yeah. But is I, it Bal? I don't know. Is it like the demon? I thought it was like Belial, but like, yeah, I just remember. Belial? I haven't seen Basket Case since I was a kid. It's pretty chill. Um, I saw a new horror movie yesterday called Sweetheart, which Did is you? a little bit very creature feature, and it was made by Blumhouse. Crazy. And so I really wanted to fucking check it out, but it's a girl that gets stranded on an island at, at night. A monster comes out. Hmm. That's nice. the premise. So of the movie. I'd say it's kind of interesting. If this seems to jive with our audience, or at least us, well, that's cool. It's like, like we, it's mixes rock and roll, the yeah. rock and roll lifestyle, and the occult plus the occult. I dig it. It's all of our genres. I mean, mm-hmm. it's cool for Gina to like help us out with that because I think giving out these COVID uh, kind of uh, you know recommendations time right passers yeah. yeah yeah i mean because everyone like we're running out of shit <laughs> you know what i mean well thank god luckily you know it seems like like every month or so like there's just a dump like a media dump of there is there's shit. so of much good stuff because we got gotten, the boys and raised by wolves yes. and i was like ah, gah, yeah. i don't know which one to watch no we've got lovecraft country we've had some uh, amazing new music um, we'll talk about a little bit of that next week. It's old new music. What is it about September's? Maybe because that's when Apple usually drops an iPhone every year or two. Uh, it's a weird year, man. It's it's a weird year. So, but every year before that, it's always like it's like right around back to school. All this crazy shit happens, and you'd think it's the time that people would have less time to do anything. They're trying to get their shit bought for their kids and their kids back to school or I honestly, homeschooling their kids this year. Like, why yeah, would they be yeah. dropping this stuff there's when a people lot might of, not have time to watch it? There's a lot of people sending their kids back to school. Yeah. I it's fucking not a lot It depends on where you are. And it depends on where you are, though. And the age of the kid. I mean, when you're dealing with ele- ele- elementary age and young junior high, it makes more sense in 11th and 12th graders that probably are going to school four hours a day anyway because yeah. they're fucking taken off at noon. Maybe they're okay for online schooling yeah. and they're more at risk. So it makes a little bit more sense from that regard. But I know where, where my kiddos going to school, they're, I mean, a lot of people sent their kids back full time and, and kind of, why wouldn't they at this aren't, point? Aren't they kind of like breaking them up into little like pods? Not yes. They have what they're calling pods or they're calling, there's another word they were using, but anyway, they're yes. So essentially pods, pods like whales. Um, stupid. Uh, but <laughs> But there's 15 or 16 kids in a classroom in a pod, which sounds really – talk about Ridley Scott, very fucking yeah, future. No. Return fucking, to your pod, Raised, child. raised <laughs> by wolves. Um, but they got to wear a mask all day long. They only associate with the people in their group every single day. They don't associate with anybody else. And they've basically quarantined off, sectioned off parts of the school. So one week you get to do the swings. Is she and in then the next week you'll get to or do the, the Mithraic pod? Um, she's, I don't know. She's kind of hybrid. Oh, she's she's a campion. 
What Campion. Is Campion is the oh, dumbest the name ever. That's the kid who is the is kid Is it supposed who... to be Champion? No, his name's just Campion. Campion. That's a dumb Take name. Take the H out of Champion and make the child's <laughs> name Campion. <laughs> yes, we are pretentious. We are pe- <laughs> I will speak like this indefinitely. What? And this is your brother, Callinger. Callinger. <laughs> Callinger and Campion. And s- <laughs> Forthwith, he For- shall be known. Ever since they were born, they were born to fight each other. Here to fall. Here to fall. Um, <laughs> but yeah, dope. <laughs> no, I'm gonna read this. Honestly, um, I am. Um, I'm a big cool. Kindle guy. I've been reading a lot during all this. It's and, good. Uh, yeah, I I'll haven't. definitely download. I haven't. I, I don't found, like, this I'm not list quite sure of, uh, if I can read anymore. I've been we, we did the Lovecraft thing a little while ago. Yes. Yes. We were talking about. I, I, there was this. There's this whole series of present day Lovecraft stories. Hmm. Oh, I've heard about these. This gal yeah. that I follow on Twitter. You guys should look her up. Her name is Mother Horror. Yes. Um, she's horror. She Not literally horror. was a blogger that just would do her own horror reviews and now is starting to actually become like she's like one of the top she's reviewers procuring? for good roots. Yes. Yeah. And she's she's awesome she's smart she's really right. cool. she'll interact with you on social media she's because nice. she's not big enough yet to not you know so, what i mean so she's on the podcast um, next yeah week. sadie she's hartman sweet sadie hartman is actually her name her. um someone yeah, call I'll her just, i'll see if she wants to i'll why just not? call her in why not how cool what's what her name again podcast. mother horror sadie hartman um, sadie hartman. hold on carol can you get a hold of sadie hartman by next week so she can be on the podcast who is this bitch sadie and why do you need wow. her oh, slow down Ooh. carol we're just trying to get content, babe. God, she's the jealous type. Dipping into the white zen a little early. Nah, never, never mind, Carol. It's just uh, some research by Carol. <laughs> wow. Sean actually. I don't know. She scares shook. the shit out of me. She Sean scares the shit out of me. Let's be honest. We hurt her feelings last week. Well, it got, we didn't well, talk to her once. Well, I know you that called she's, her Karen earlier. So I did. Let's no, just, don't bring back that. We already did that gag. <laughs> I know. I'm saying. She's technically our research assistant. But yes. she loves her moment in the sun. When it, we, she does. She gets to be on the show. And sandwich artist. And she... She is. Let's She's be honest. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. But she loves it. She loves she being does. on the show. She's so. the Picasso of sandwiches. It may not look like it's supposed to, but it tastes great. Yeah. Tastes fine. Um, speaking of, we we've got a definitive theme going this week, boys. I'm, I was curious. Um, Let's talk a little musica caliente since we don't have a call in, but we got to. Um, let's talk about if you guys had to have a perfect song that you say would summarize the decade, the, the, the indulgent Coke fueled <laughs> collar popped Reagan addled <laughs> acid washed uh, decade. That was the eighties, uh, which in retrospect now people I, I, shit I, on the eighties all the time, but that was kind of a glorious, that was I, like the last innocent yeah, decade. It was a decade like. held rigid by Aquanet. Yeah. And yes, yeah. And and great cocaine. From what I understand, so I was best. a child. I, mean, I, I know, know you said that it was an innocent decade, but it was also like one of the most decadent, yeah, capitalist, over-the-top. The last pre-internet decade. Yeah, so there was, yes. a, there was a kind of a innocence in regards to just general information. I mean, I know I didn't do any cocaine in the 80s, but no. I was like 16. So like, yeah. you know what I mean? I did plenty of cocaine in the but 80s. But the early 90s? 
Oh, boy. Yeah. I, I'm not lying because my mom did a lot of cocaine while she was pregnant with me, so I did cocaine before you. That explains your eye-to-eye ratio. I'm so... Wow. <laughs> I was wondering what happened to your pupillary distance. I'm joking. I'm your joking. PD? Like, like every great 80s mother, my mom only had a couple glasses of wine every now and again and cut her smoking down to like three cigarettes And a day. about 12 like every great 80s, Yeah. Um, anyway, Bobby, if you had a song, what do you think, man? Like, honestly, I know you've got really good hip hop, rock, new wave. I mean, I know there was so much cool shit going on that you don't think about it in regards to the eighties, but it really was. This is one of those situations where I know I outsmarted myself and I thought way too much about this. Sophie's choice. I was trying to come up with like who I thought was kind of that perfect eighties artist. Mm. And I didn't want to be like super obvious and say, was, oh, it was Madonna or U2 or Prince. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because those are the like. Which would have been all fine. Because those are the three, I think, the Mount Rushmore of the 80s artists as far as like big popular art in the 80s was. We could have went Bowie. Madonna. uh, Bowie would be. Right up there. I mean, I mean, we could have went when. Although he was bigger in the seventies. Judas think, Priest. But it wasn't. What's the best song from the eighties? It was Not like even the best. what's a cheese ball song that you enjoy? That's a guilty pleasure. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot of obvious. I mean, I could have said like fucking safety dance. Yes. yes. Obsession. I, or, come on, Eileen. Come on, Eileen. That's what you have. I have indeed. There's. A, <laughs> There are. I've never had sex with an Eileen. No, you know it. I don't know if I've ever met an Eileen. Much uh, that's less a girl with her. that's a girl with one leg. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you that's don't why she's hey. Yeah, but you don't go trolling accounts receivable at every office in town because that's where that's where all the Eileen's. Oh, live. That's is that where, where the Eileen's, Eileen's live? Yes. Eileen's got one the... foot that's a little more swollen than the other, but she always has those delicious hard strawberry candies on her desk. She's also mm-hmm. assistant mm-hmm. night manager at Dollar Store. Yep, that's okay. every so every stocks. Honestly, I didn't have any idea where to cultivate an Eileen. <laughs> That's where they grow Eileen's accounts <laughs> receivable. So I went. Okay, so I remembered this story from when I, I, I will make this very brief. I got into the biggest fake argument with my brother back in the the nineties because we were arguing about like great albums from the eighties, and I took a position, which I don't believe, <laughs> but I took it hard. And I just for I argued say? with him for a year and a half. For a year? Like, this isn't just one argument. Nightly, we would argue. <laughs> and he'd get so fucking mad with me because I became so intractable in my position. Did he have any idea you were full of shit? I don't, or did I, I, he eventually was like, okay, you're fucking with me. But then I would be like, okay, but hold on. Listen to this fucking track <laughs> and what he's trying to say here. So I... I went to the mattresses for a year and a half for Billy Idol, <laughs> Rebel Yell. Which it's a good album. I was That's like, a great album. And I, I mean, and so, many so it this. had to be believable, right? Right. Like it had to be a good enough album right. that I'm not just being a, a dickhead. Yeah. I'm actually making an argument for a really good album. And right. it is. It's a really good 80s album. It really yeah. is. Um, it has so many so hits. Many hits. Yeah. So many hits. Stevie Stevens. So then because I'm a hipster, I went a little obscure off that album. And I went with a song that was featured very prominently on the soundtrack of one of my favorite almost John Hughes movies called Some Kind of Wonderful. It's a John Hughes. That's your hipster John Hughes movie. Not made by John Hughes. He wrote the screenplay originally. It's amazing. It's essentially pretty in pink. But it's, with the Patrick same, it's the same premise. Fucking movie. <laughs> no, it's, it's Stoltz. It's Stoltz. But yeah, but isn't Patrick Dempsey in it too? No. And then no? Uh, 
Yeah, Sean. He's killing Come on, Sean. Uh, no, Elias. Elias Coteas. Coteas. Oh, okay. Um, he plays the heavy. Duncan. Awesome. He's amazing He's in that movie. What's her, uh, the the other ginger? What's the, what's the short-haired uh, main uh, girl? Mary, Stewart, uh, Mary Stewart Masters. Masterson. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who plays Watts? Leah Thompson's yeah. in it. She plays the ducky Leah role. Leah, in yeah, it. she's ducky. She's ducky essentially. I was, Leah, Leah Thompson was my first but, like Hollywood crush. But better when I was looking a kid. than ducky. Better looking than ducky for yeah. sure. Okay. Just and saying. by the way, at the end of that movie, I'm like, thank God, he left with Watts. Yeah. Because in that movie, that's the main. Yeah, for sure. Right. Uh, it, amen. Because in Pretty and Pig, Ringwald's a fucking idiot. Dickhead one, <laughs> which is of course. Andrew. Andrew McCarthy. McCarthy. Yeah. <laughs> he was so weird fucking intensely coked out eyeballs. Unbelievable. That guy's mad though. That guy hasn't seen a pupil in 30 fucking by the way, in, By the way, in the office, dude, Andrew McCarthy turned in, not Andrew McCarthy, no, that was but Spader. Spader. James Spader. Turned into, turned into, well, pretty big. He played the drug dealer, basically. That's right. Yeah, he mm-hmm. he was just slanging that dick, dude. And, but he was fucking Spader turned into like this iconic actor as in later in life. Yeah, yeah. He, he was became, really good back then, though. Oh, he, he was, was really great. Sex Lies and Videotape. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about uh, that. Bad influence. Bad, bad influence. influence. Talk about eighties movies. Uh, oh, nice. He pull. was in fucking Stargate. He was the main character of Stargate. He's great in Stargate. Yeah, Stargate's great. Yeah, I believe he was TV the shows. werewolf in Silver Bullet. That he's Silver Bullet. <laughs> Wait a second. Is that the one where they try to like use their mom's <laughs> yeah. silver to stab the werewolf? Dude, that's no. when he turned his wheelchair into a rocket chair. Corey oh Haim. It was Haim. His bro. uncle is Gary Busey. Is Haim the group named after Corey Haim? I fucking hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I've never tied oh, that they, together. They pronounce it Haim. 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 Haim to life. Yeah, you've seen the noses on those girls. Dude, oh be- my God. Busey, bro. I would plow every member of Yes, you would. That doesn't make it okay. Every member. Yeah. Guess what Thomas Jefferson used to plow? Doesn't mean it's okay to Wow. Use- <laughs> Sean, that racist pull. Bro. Then you're Thomas Jefferson. Right. You're no, just like, it's okay no. to plow them, but so, they still have to go paint the shed. We, we constantly digress. So, yes, we do. So what do you think, Bobby? If you had I went a, Billy if you had Idol. Um, I went Rebel Yell. I went Some Kind of Wonderful. No, you went, I went call, with Catch, Catch My, my Fall. Oh. Yeah, but what he's saying is Rebel Yell is the album. Should we do that again? Yeah, we I don't should. know what you were saying. Sean just sucks. all over I'm me. High. I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sean sucks. It's Godzilla me. Hey, in fact, leave this in. I'm going to say it again, but this time you're going to shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, I went Billy Idol. I went Rebel Yell. I but went, isn't that? <laughs> I went with some kind of wonderful, and this is essentially the like this. This is all in almost every scene in the fucking movie. They play the opening of Catch My Fall. It's a great song. Bella travelers, yeah, leave me sad and hollow. I'll words. It could happen to you, so think for yourself. Yeah. If I should stumble, catch my fall, yeah. If I should stumble, catch my fall, catch my fall. Why do I feel like what? that you guys made mixtapes for girls that included this song? Um, Are you because fucking kidding? I did. You <laughs> fucking it was, like, it was just this song ten times. I'm, I mean, on an extra long play TDK tape. <laughs> there is a. Mixed, I wonder how many mixtapes I've made. There's a mixtape to finger in your butt ratio, where you have to provide so many to get that. 
Yeah, right. All right. So you're looking at about three full length mixtapes. And there's tapes. a perfect mix of like you need to have a little bit of like Prince shit in there. You yeah, you gotta like get you gotta like... go romantic, but not too romantic, and then like clever and funny, then obscure. And it's gotten kind of moody. Yeah. It's like, gotten a lot different now. Like you do like Spotify playlists, which are the you, oh, really? dumbest yeah. See, thing I did in the world. CDs. Yeah. That we is the laziest CDs. thing in the world. We had to literally do tapes. You, know, you, you had to play the whole play. song. You had to play the yes. whole song yes. off a record or another yes. tape because everybody had the stereo that had the turntable and the two tapes. And all the <laughs> volumes were fucked up? I did up? one for one of our listeners, good friend of mine. It was not a romantic thing, but I made her a spotless uh, Spotify playlist. You did? Big ups to Veronica. Thanks, cool. Veronica. Yeah, she's Bobby a hasn't said it yet, but he does want to fuck you. She dra- <laughs> wow, that was weird. <laughs> oh, no, I told her. Oh, okay, good. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm just trying to help you not get friend-zoned. Zoned-ed-ed. I'm all about the friend zone these days. So, um, Aaron. <laughs> yes. Um, can I, I'm going to do a last minute audible. I know what I wrote, but I want to change it. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. Sorry. Pivot. Pivot. Sorry. Pivot. That's my description. <laughs> By the way, I wanted to do, because I forgot Catch My Fall had that synthy 80s feel. <laughs> so, Sean's dying because he's high. I took um, way too much. So, I took a so way too hard. What I wanted hit. to do originally, because there's nothing more vapid, fishnet neon glow sweater hairsprayed bad eye makeup than Cindy Lauper and there's no worse song than She Bop oh. um, which had one Mr. fucking uh, uh, Captain Lou Albano in the video uh, but from WWF not E. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> so, hey, it's not their fault. It's the World Wildlife Federation's uh, fucking fault. They should have fought harder. Fuck those pandas. So, <laughs> what the one Agreed. I wanted? The one I was right, Bobby. Trash pandas. So, what I wanted to do was, um, I wanted to go fucking dark wave gothy. Okay. Because people forget, goth started in the eighties, guys. Did it that? wasn't the nineties. We used to have bands like Christian Death. And Bauhaus. Oh, uh, we yeah, have, I was about to say, you could argue the 70s. Well, all the 90s. Well, I mean, Bauhaus, Susie, the, those guys were all rock so, and goth. Speaking yeah. of which, I want to go with one of my favorite fucking moody, dark, sad girl fucking songs of all time, <laughs> which is my favorite Susie and the Banshee song, and it's Cities and Dust. This is one of my favorite songs. This was every hot girl in junior high oh, dude, yeah. I, that I've lusted for and would stand against the wall staring at like a creep. This you is, were about the goth girls, huh? This is what, well, who still isn't? You no, know, I um, like them because they, they like to get choked and dude, I like choking. Listen, um, <laughs> give, me, give, me, give me tattoos and bangs and a bad fucking daddy problem. Um, this song, though, is so well done and it just kind of sums up that gothy bangs in your eye fucking yeah no honestly dude, you, you know what it, i'm you saying you made it brother. move a little when you said that i, I know i knew what you know song exactly you were going to. what's going on as soon as brother. you said goth i was like oh he's gonna play he's gonna go Susie. he's gonna go cities and dust <laughs> yes this so is Susie and the banshees we'd like to thank you for all of the hand jobs we got from girls who had white out over the pants. polish over the pants. over the pants I'm 
if we could have talked fucking Tears for Fears, Depeche Mode, like there was a lot of bands that I mean sound kind of kind of cheesy now, but like there is some really amazing good songwriting despite the synthesizers and the glammy whatever. Right. You know, and yeah. the fucking khaki fucking acid wash jeans. And like if you actually read the lyrics and listen to Temptation by New Order. Oh, that's God, one of the best dude. fucking songs Blue ever Monday, written, Blue Monday, fucking I mean, oh, dude, you, dude there's so Monday. much good punk in the 80s. Yes. Um, th- there was so like the birth of hip hop. Hello? Fucking, I mean, you, you uh, had late 70s technically no, no the the real birth of hip-hop came when rakim hit a microphone i love sugar hill gang i love all that yeah, old but shit hip-hop start? Hip-hop? Well, yeah hip-hop? but still the culture Listen, started before the culture the started before that even hip-hop's a culture the, yeah. the, but like the in, hip-hop indie, started the culture started before way that. before that like um, indie rock didn't start technically until like husker do and the pixies and yeah but those late there was an bands, argument that but there was indie already rock was already happening because well, indie rock wasn't a wasn't a genre that you could say was a style too. Modern, it was just independent rock music. Modern hip hop started in 86, 87 with Rakim and BDP and okay. that's what we know as hip hop now that was thoughtful, good lyrics. Started I'm sorry, in the 80s. I disrespected your hip hop. No, it just started in the 80s is what I'm saying. 80s was a lot, 80s more, was a lot more important musically and culturally than we'd like to admit. Even so much so where you have, like we talked about, Stranger Things is building its entire fucking show around it. Yeah, And culturally artistic leaps forward often happen when you have a really shitty cultural environment. Yeah. Thanks, and Ronald Reagan. You have a Ronald Reagan in office or a Donald Trump in office or something. It, it inspires artists. Ask Killer Mike and, how Ronald Reagan And was. it's weird because when you have a Democrat in office, it's not like country stars are creating revolutionary fucking music. Oh, exactly. stop it. You know, I shan't. <laughs> I shan't. <laughs> Which brings us to the decision that we have made that we have changed the meaning of our word. Now it means Republican. I got and well, it still means the other thing. No, there's big R and little R. There's big R and little R. It's just a hard R. It's a hard, <laughs> it's a hard R. R. It's a hard R. So, uh, being that I was only got to see six years of my life through the '80s because I was born in 1983, and it was just like starting to make memories by the time the Braggart. '80s were ending. So, uh, I this is a song from the '80s that I don't know what I would want your perspective on what it was like to hear it in the '80s because the reason I love this song is Arrested Development. It's right. because Job, Job, um, played by Will Ornette, when he would do his uh, when up. he would do his magic or uh, oh sorry illusions, Michael illusions. Uh, when he would do his illusions, he would always come out to this ridiculous eighty sounding song. And to me, so is this where it, you discovered it, it? This is where I discovered oh it. And when God. I heard it, wow! When I heard that song, I thought. It was a ga- I thought it was a song the show had created to be like, what's the most ridiculous 80s sounding hair metal nightmare that we could create? No, this was real, sir. No, and then I looked up on the internet. Oh, this is a band called Europe, and this was actually in the 80s. This is a real song. I'd listened to all their other songs, which, by the way, sound exactly the same. They're yeah. all the same song with yeah. slightly different chords equally at awful. different beats <laughs> per minute and shit. Yeah. Uh, so it's Europe's Europe final <laughs> countdown.
So you can see why I like that song because I was of an age where I romanticized the 80s that I didn't really have. Like, I got way more into Transformers. Like, I had a couple of the toys and watched the cartoon once or twice when I was a kid. Right. But when I got into high school, I obsessed about the animated movie of it. That's why I know stupid shit. Like, that was Orson Welles' last role. He played Unicron and Leonard Nimoy's in it and fucking Judd right. Nelson. And so, I, shit like this, this sounded, by the way, exactly like a song off of, if it wasn't on, the Transformers soundtrack. Yeah. I loved all those goofy 80s hair butt rock songs from the See, th- Transformers that- soundtrack, but I liked it almost ironically. Like it's a, it, it's, it represents the 80s and it's so ridiculous. It's a douchebaggy hipstery reason that I like it pretty much. I, I'll just admit it. <laughs> I like it ironically almost. For- I, I listen to that shit. Sometimes I'll just go on down that rabbit hole. And I, I don't know if you ever do that. I don't do Because that bu- wasn't your work. I don't do the butt rock hair metal thing. Yeah. I just I don't because do. I grew up in L.A. And do you like I Motley s- Crew at least? I, saw, I, like sh- I like Shot at the Devil Crew when they were the first iteration of Motley Crew. But like Dr. Feelgood and Girls, 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 by that time, that had become almost passe. In Like you were dealing with guys like Firehouse and fucking <laughs> um, what are some of the other Rat. douchey bands? Um, fuck uh, no, not even rap. Striper, um, rap was dope. Actually. Warrant Striper, and, fucking, and Striper was a Christian, was a Christian band. We had starting to get into the Winger era of Winger. really shitty, like Poison, what was Winger, poison? Glammy, all White that. Snake. Yeah, really shitty, it, it Glammy. Just, it became an it became a, a characterization of itself. Yeah. Well, and but I loved like Iron Maiden and Sabbath and like metal, and then it turned into butt rock. It turned into makeup and Aquanet hair, yeah. which is why I never got into Guns and Roses because at that point. I almost lumped them into the same fucking thing. Which sucks, kind Even of. though they didn't, they weren't, and I understand that in retrospect, but yeah. at the time, I was like, this is all bullshit, butt rock, fucking Sunset Boulevard well, assholes. And, and that's what, where we see the generational gap, because songs like right. this, and especially seeing it, I, I've, as a child especially, I bought most of my music, I would buy soundtracks. I loved sound tr- songs from sense. movies because it would conjure like stuff from the movies sure, and sure. stuff and i just i really enjoyed the cinematic a- approach to music so shit like this and shit like other because this song say what you will about how stupid it is but when they put it behind something it automatically makes something hilarious and and or epic when they put this into a show like Dude, they've done it on always sunny i'm pretty sure they've used this song kenny Loggins' danger zone yeah t- I mean, come the danger on. Zone, footloose you could these songs that are footloose. just these songs that are just terrible awesome but define a generation no, they become contextual style. yeah yeah. For sure. But that specific genre is kind of so always so, rubbed me the wrong way. And it's so 80s. It's very 80s, yeah. man. It's Jesus. frustrating because a lot of those guys, and there's there's some actually some really cool documentaries about like that time. And LA was actually kind of the epicenter. No, it was everything hair metal. That. And so the bitch of it is, and you will even like hear interviews with guys that were like signing these dudes, producing them, putting them on labels. And they're like, I would take one of the best fucking musicians I've ever heard in my fucking life because they heard him playing live because mm-hmm. some of these dudes They're make shredders. no mistake they were animals for yeah. sure unbelievable fucking musicians 100% but then they're like yeah but we gotta you know let's tease that hair let's take mm-hmm. it down oh, yeah. a notch let's but you know what I mean it's what it's what country music modern country music is now yeah it's exactly. just like do you fit the look probably a pack of fucking amazing songwriters out there that just have a look and they get this lumped into a scene. And that's what you're talking about. It it was very scene music. And like, uh, I think the movie you're referring to is decline of Western civilization. The metal years, decline of Western civilization. If you want to learn all about butt rock, 
that's the fucking documentary because they talked to all those guys and what happened. And um, it was a wild time. It was a coke-fueled, drug-fueled, alcoholic nightmare of a time. Can you yeah. imagine and a time where there's still quaaludes that haven't expired yet and the purest I cocaine had that you've the, ever seen? Quaaludes never the, expired. I had the opportunity <laughs> to do it, take quaaludes in 10th grade, and I got scared and passed it up, and I wish I would have. Just for the – because they're, they're like the unicorn of drugs. The, I have they never wanted to do them more yep. than after watching The Wolf of Wall Street. Right. Yeah, doesn't it look like fun? <laughs> I want to imagine that I'm doing all these things very smoothly and then look and then realize I just destroyed the Lamborghini. Was he on lewds when he was trying to crawl through the... Oh, my God, the, yeah. yeah, Yeah. Amazing. That doesn't seem that much fun. That's not fun. That he might have fun. been doing other things. <laughs> I think that's what Quaaludes <laughs> did, though. It takes everything to 11. Yeah, yeah. No, Quaaludes make you so... No, it takes whatever drug yeah. you're doing and intensifies it. So if you do Quaaludes and Coke, yeah. it'll amp the Coke up. So if I get hammered and It'll and amp quaaludes? the hammered up. It's like that doesn't Z- make any it's sense. Xanax is like cheap Quaaludes. No, Quaaludes are its own thing. They don't enhance anything else. Yeah, where are you... What are you yeah, talking about? No, Dude, I live not, there. I think I Quaaludes are no, essentially Xanax with a huge dick. Yeah. That's what I thought <laughs> yeah, they were. That's what I was saying. Xanax is kind of diet. Fuck you. Diet Quaaludes <laughs> is Xanax. Yeah. Well, if anybody out there has or knows where to get <laughs> Please Quaaludes. send it to Bobby. Call 970-426-5344. What? 970-426-5344. Dark web it to Bobby. Yeah, dark web it to Bobby in a in a DVD case for Deep Blue Sea 3. Oh, I can get Quaaludes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you don't I want to know how, but I, I can get Quaaludes. I get Quaaludes by 2 p.m. <laughs> I got a guy. Uh, shout out, Big Lebowski. Uh, speaking of that, shout out to the Greenlight Weekend. They keep the, every show at the beginning and end of their podcast. They talk about how awesome we are as a local podcast. Um, Brian has w- invited me on to their – I want to talk to you boys about it on air, but Brian I invited me on the do podcast. Next I want us to do it. Let's let's. No, he wants rotate. to do it next week. He well, wants me to be on their podcast, and yeah. I need your guys' consent. Of course, because I feel I, like I'm cheating. I think it'd be consent. better after the shit show we had with all of us in that room together. That I think dope. it'd be better if we rotated through us over there. I they can have us on one at a time. Hilarious and ironic that they're asking you back. Why? Because <laughs> you, you were, were a fucking an problem asshole. on that one. Of course I was. <laughs> you just were the most disrespect. You tried to big time them from oh my God. Jump Street to like do the whole thing. You were just like. Sean. You were Gene fucking Simmons it's an, the whole time. Sean, I don't know if you're you Gene know. Simmons. I don't know if you talk to me off air, but it's an act, okay? Actually, yeah, you I'm were very like that fragile. off the microphone at their house. I'm method acting. I'm Daniel Day Lewis. Okay, stop well, it. Well, people know who Daniel Day Lewis is. Suck um, my left foot. <laughs> anyway, I think <laughs> it's time for us to clutch. Are our you clutching your clutchies? Yeah. Okay. Who wants to do it first? Has anybody prepared for this segment, gentlemen? I mean, I kind of. Or I know am I the I, only one? I know what I'm going to talk about. Oh, okay, because I thought everybody Sean, was just free balling. Do you know what you're talking about? I have no do idea, it. but I'm going to come up with it while See, you're talking. Here we go. I'll go first. I don't give a shit. Um, I, I kind of alluded to this earlier. We were texting a little bit. I had a uh, <laughs> really fucking dark moment this morning, and uh, kind of made me feel like a giant piece of shit. Yeah, and uh, it's just a thought. Dark so, thoughts are okay as long as you don't act on them. Fellow podcaster and friend of our podcast, Mark Marin. <laughs> Uh, went through a really rough time earlier. Very rough. Um, he met and fell in love with and ultimately lost 
what he would say was his ultimate life partner mm-hmm. in Lynn Shelton, who was also a fucking beautiful, talented, yep. amazing woman, right? Mm-hmm. And um, she had some weird blood disorder, I think. I, I don't know exactly what it was. I can't remember um, the details. But she, she had just, blood cancer? It was. I don't think it was cancer. Okay. It was just a weird blood disorder. And she started to just kind of fall out, and they took her to yeah. the hospital, and she never left the hospital. Yeah. Like, it was one of those. Like, she just got sick like that yeah. and then died. It was, yeah. And um, really, really horrible and tragic. And anyone that knows Mark Marin knows he's been through some relationships and like that's got to be just so i'm listening to his podcast this morning and he was kind of alluding to that and i had recently gone through something way easier yes which is just a shitty breakup yeah. with a human right mm-hmm. and i had this moment and it just crept in right into the back of my skull where i was like man like how much easier would it have been if she would just would have died <laughs> <laughs> which which is <laughs> fucked up but haven't I, we all thought that track we? sometimes? Like, God, it'd be so much easier. Have we? But you don't say it out loud. We're saying it out loud to the internet, so go ahead and judge us. Because I had that moment where I was like, shit, Mark's, like, if they would have broke up, he would have had to just see her with some other piece of shit or something. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was like, it seems way easier if, like, she would have just Yeah, died. but she was super cool. <laughs> like, why are you crying? I, <laughs> you should be happy. I'm just saying. <laughs> and so, like, that dark thought crept into my head. And I beat myself up about for a couple of hours. I was just like, that's all I could think about all morning was like, God, that was so fucking shitty. And it's shitty yeah. to Mark. Like, that's who I really like in the situation. I'm like, how shitty is that to Mark to, to, to just like diminish? To be like, man, I wish I was you. You know what I mean? Like, God, I wish I was you. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? How shitty is that? Like, no, that guy he... would probably bring her back to life, even yeah. if it meant he'd never got to see her again, ever. I think that if I was your analyst, I would say. To, Go on. To, when you juxtapose both of them next to each other, you can be like, see how bad that relationship you were in was? It makes you think something horrible like this. Mark <laughs> Mayer would never think this because yeah, he, he was with someone he actually loved and loved him back. Sure. Yes. <laughs> wow. I feel, like, I feel like you're making this more about you a little bit. I'm not. But I <laughs> I'm just saying you, you're no, having know, those dark thoughts because it's shitty. Uh, you have those dark thoughts because we're all selfish and we're narcissistic and yes. we need to. And I guess that would be my clutch of pearl is like you do have to find those moments when you rise above that shit. Because we man, when you're going through a breakup or you're mm. going through something, is there anything else in the world that even fucking matters. No, it's all about you. Mm-hmm. It's all about you. I'm 13. I'm, I'm 38. I've had two longer relationships. One was five years. And the one with my wife now has been 10 years together. So I didn't have that many break. Like I had one big breakup in my life. One right. big breakup. Right. Then little ones. Like when, I mean, shit, when I was dating a girl for six months in high school and we broke up. Yeah. For like a m- couple weeks, I thought I was going to die inside because I was an idiot and hormonal. Right. Yeah. Well, the longest relationship I've ever had is 16 years. And that's a long time. I feel like I had like a similar reaction in a way. It was different, though. It was like I wanted her to be dead, but I definitely wanted to be the one that killed her. Right. That's the <laughs> difference there. Should we air this episode? Yes, we should. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. You guys, um, well, you guys I, say it's okay. I, I told you, I don't think it's that dark, man. I, I, I went through tears of feeling that and it's documented on fucking our podcast or um, it was documented on our podcast. Cheers. But um, uh, I think that's a very natural thing. It's easier to mourn than it is it's to true. grieve. You shouldn't feel bad though, Bobby. You shouldn't feel bad for that dark thought because it's A, hilarious and B, just shows you how bad it was, man. I, I, th- I think it's easier to miss something that isn't there than to miss something that is. 
I agree with that. So if you're dead, I, I can miss you, and there's nothing I can do. If you're here, I can miss you, and there might be somebody, yeah. something I can. And my argument towards that's Sean, the shitty part. And I don't want to make this all about me, but I don't agree with your take. You don't agree with my take? No, I think I think when you mourn and you grieve, you don't remember the bad part. The part you're remembering, it's all the good, part. You're, it's all the good shit. So, like, when you're like, oh, man, what I'm going to miss and what I don't want to see, I don't want to see that person be happy with someone else. Yes. Because those were the moments that I had. Oh, you know I'm not what I mean? saying you shouldn't. I'm you know just, what I mean? I'm just saying you shouldn't feel bad about the thought and you I don't. Had. That's all. I'm over it. But. And that dark thoughts grow from dark situations. Like sure. You, like, you, you'd never feel like, wouldn't it be easier if that person was dead after you stopped being A, their friend, B, like if it was a best friend or something? Unless something went horribly wrong. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, the moral of the story is don't feel good about say. someone dying unless you're the one that fucking put them out of their misery. Fucking Watch the life <laughs> leave their eyes. Wrangle. <laughs> um... <laughs> Well, just that last bubble gonna, in the bathtub I'm, I'm comes gonna, up out of the nose too. It has to come out of the nose. Um, Jesus, at least that's what I think about. inside my, my body. body. So grow, a, grow, grow. As a flip side to Bobby's um, dark thoughts, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the other side of that, but much almost parallel sort of thinking. Um, I had a great day yesterday I, uh, because we do our show prep. Typically we change the show prep cause I needed a Saturday to kind of dude, I work till four o'clock anyway, but it felt like a day off. That's where I'm at in my life. Mm-hmm. We're only working eight hours. feels like a, a half day. So, um, afterwards I hung out with Rex and I hung out with my daughter and all we did was watch movies and I made dinner nice. and it was awesome. And I, Rex even said, man, this feels like I'm so happy right now. It feels like we're like a little family. And I just went, stop right now, book it, bookmark this bullshit, favorite this shit, like (laughs) do whatever you nerds do. Um, but you mean take I'm a gonna, picture and post it on I'm social be, media? Yeah, of course. Look oh, at my okay. look at my French toast. I have the best French toast. <laughs> um, but I wanted to make sure that I stopped and 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 we've talked about. I've, I mean, we've all talked about gratitude. Thank you, Beastie Boys. Gratitude. Um, but yeah, felt very grateful. Um, so on the flip side of that, where you're feeling angry that you have dark thoughts about somebody, on the flip side of that, you also got to feel good about the good points mm-hmm. and uh, feeling very grateful that I had the opportunity to be able to experience that with two people that I love. Yeah. And that's, it's that simple. Sometimes yeah. it doesn't it really have to is, be man. heady. It has to, uh, sometimes the best stuff is most simple. So I was very grateful. So I encourage everybody in the world of unemployment and uh, fucking evictions and shit and fires and badness uh, carve out those little points in your life and feel grateful about them. You, you've literally spent this whole quarantine building a whole new life, a whole really? new job, a whole yep. new process. Yeah, man. And a completely amazing relationship. A yeah, whole, it's weird. And yeah, you've built a family, a career and a, you know what I mean? It's and a, it's you've a, moved into a new home. You've, I mean, what haven't you done? I don't know. It's pretty amazing. I've built every, I, and, and I, there's this weird guilt slash proud slash, because I'm like, I'm like, I shouldn't be doing as well as I'm doing when everybody else isn't. Yeah. So it's just weird. No, I know. Jewishy gas. Some of us just guilt. light a fuse to our entire life during COVID. Some of you do. <laughs> 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 well said, sir. Yeah. Sean, um, I'll finish it off with uh, something pretty profound, I think. Um, oh, God. It's not going to be profound. Fuck you, man. <laughs> 
All right, so we're, we've have had no shortage of conversations about how crazy the time we're living in is and how much people are dealing with um, out there in the world. And uh, if you want to fast forward to 2021, you know, when we see either a new president get elected or we see the fucking same Cheeto-dusted president stay, that you're going to want to look back and say, were you on the right side of history? Did you watch Cobra Kai before season three where they're clearly oh going to bring Elizabeth Shue in Fuck as Allie you. again and then everybody's going to jump on the bandwagon. Don't you want to be able to say that you saw Cobra Kai before everybody jumped on what the bandwagon? What did I tell you? I know. I know. He's a garbage human. <laughs> didn't, didn't Homelander... Blast Elizabeth Shue's eyes out of her fucking head, though. No, shut the fuck up, dude. I haven't watched the next. <laughs> oh, are you? I haven't say? watched any of the new season. You fuck. <laughs> it's in the first season. Oh, he blew her eyes out. I don't remember. He's a moron, dude. I binge when I binge watch the show. So high right now. I, I, I won't remember. I'll remember the entire show again once I watch the recap at the beginning of season two. He's it's high. literally in the recap for season okay, two. Okay, see, that's the only reason you remember too, Dick Cheese. You don't remember that shit. Of course I fucking remember it. Oh you don't God. smoke weed. That's right. Yeah, because you can't handle it because you have a weak constitution. Yeah, I remember things from day to day. <laughs> He's got tired blood. <laughs> I do have tired blood, though. Do you have tired blood? <laughs> Lots of Geritol. This brings us to the end of the Whiskey Reel, brought to you by Geritol. Geritol, it fixes everything except that black eye mommy got for talking out of turn. <laughs> Wow. Welcome to Sean's dark psyche. Um, guys, have a wonderful week. And there's there's a lot of things that, that suck. In the 80s, there was a ton of things that sucked. There was Ronald Reagan. Um, there was the New York Mets. There was most of the Police um, Academy movies. There was the mm-hmm. Los Angeles Raiders. 49ers. Um, the, oh, fuck the Niners. I know you hate the Niners. Um, I there, was, there was a lot of bad stuff in the 80s. Howie um, Mandel oh, on stage as a comedian. The Seattle Supersonics. Yeah. Um, there Elaine was Boozler. Elaine Boozler. Ah, Marge um, Shot. The chick that owned like the Cincinnati Reds and was crazy. Oh, or Marge Shot. There was Shot. racist old Marge Shot. <laughs> um, yeah. There was the uh, Yugo. The, the Yugo. The Yugo sucked. <laughs> The Dotson um, died. However, the Dotson died. Dotson died. My dad's old Dotson truck. Um, there was sucked. a lot of suck, right? There is the the Volkswagen thing, which I didn't was suck, born in the but 80s. I loved it. Yeah, um, the 80s Sean is responsible sucks. for me. Sean, um, Sean clearly sucks. Um, but there's one thing in the 80s that they never saw that we get to see, and there's one thing that sucks above all. <laughs> Primus sucks. <laughs> <laughs>